Welcome to Circuit Cast. Today I am in a little thoroughfare called Mason's Lane. Once dark and a place for those to puke and fornicate and uh, do other nefarious things at night and also a thoroughfare popular with civil servants. It's now a lot brighter in the last year thanks to some work from the Wollongong City Council and a rather unusual public art commission which is Mason's Screen. It's a screen program that's now been running for a year with Circuit. And we are here to celebrate its anniversary with the second of three commissions from Circuit by Mike Haynes. And uh, Mike is with us today. Kia ora, Mike. Hello, kia ora. And making a rare appearance on tape is my producer, Mark Williams, who's curated the programme here at Mason's Lane. Kia ora to you, Mark. Kia ora, Mark. I'm looking forward to editing this later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to start with you, Mark. Um, I'm really interested that... I mean, Wellington City Council and the city generally has had quite a big focus on public art and new formats for it. How did this programme come about? Uh, It was an approach from the Wellington City Council who were looking to revitalise this piece of public space, which, as you say, had become a little bit uh, dark and gloomy. So what we're in the middle of is is not just the screen, but there's also like plants, there's a whole architectural redesign and it's just opened it up and created this thoroughfare between Lambton Key and the Terrace. It's kind of interesting in relation to Mike's work because it almost has a, it's kind of been domesticated in a way. You've got, the, you've got the television and you've got the plants and you've got the nice softer lighting. It's, you know... And I, was, I love the wood panelling as well. Yeah, the wood panelling. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so tell us a little bit about the programme. You've been going for a year. Uh, how often does it rotate and how is it put together? OK, it changes uh, every month and... Uh, the criteria is that the artists who show here must either be Wellington-based or have made the work in Wellington or have some connection with Wellington in some way. And we've put in a lot of emerging artists, but we've also put out a call for proposals and commissioned three new works. Um, and those have gone to Mike Haynes, Kate Woods and Sarah Jane Parton, who are, I guess, established mid-career artists. So that's the kind of spectrum. Okay, so it's interesting, it's a conversation about Wellington video artists. Do you think that it's strong, the practice in Wellington at the moment? It's been very strong. We started off with a bunch of works that came out of the last Mercy University grad show, which ah. was a show that had a lot of feminist uh, practice in it. So that's been really interesting. And it's been interesting that it's cited opposite the fashion school here, because there's been some huh. work that's slightly abject uh, by people like Laura Duffy as well. Um, also work by Jordana Bragg which is really about uh, finding some sense of empowerment as a young woman as well so that's been a kind of interesting tension and then you had somebody like Terry Urban at the start of the year who had this work with uh, lots of gunshots in it which um, sort of terrified them and generated a little bit of a complaint. <laughs> and how much are you selecting work to speak to, the, to this audience to these civil servants that are coming by I mean is there a sense of that com- an active conversation with them, do you feel? Somewhat. I mean, I think with Mike's work, there's a very obvious connection. But, in, you know, we have to actually also pay attention to the formal limits. People are walking down the stairs. There's about 12, 20 steps, and then there's a platform where the screen is. You can stop here, and then there's 20 steps more. People are on their way elsewhere. So more than anything, it has to be work that's going to be glimpsed and in some way convey some sense of what it's about pretty quickly. Okay, well the work we've got, we're seeing at the moment is called Location, Location. 
which is to say location question mark location exclamation mark it's uh, by Wellington artist Mike Haynes and thanks for coming down Mike thank you yeah. Yeah. yeah tell us a little bit about what we're looking at here on screen well it's a video of a scale model and it was shot with an iPhone using a macro lens attachment and so it's meant to be a sort of shonky simulation of a real estate agent's virtual home tour. Right, so we're actually kind of being guided around the, the surrounding garden, which has got lots of lovely bush, and uh, around a, uh, you know, looks like at least a 100, 150-year-old house. Lovely. And you, you only see the exterior as well. Ah, you're never let in. No. And where is this property? Is it? You say I actually property? don't know. No. It was modelled on a found videotape, and based on the incline in the foliage and the era of the house and things like that I reckon it must be somewhere in Wellington right like I don't know maybe it's like uh, Wadestown or Wilton Brooklyn those kind of hilly suburbs it's got a little bit of that funny feeling of like it reminds me of sort of old cine, family cine films you know where the, where the yeah. camera's a little shuddery and you, the, the colour's a little overexposed and, and everything with those old lenses looked like models yeah yeah, yeah. This, was, this was actually a really grainy uh, VHSC very damaged tape <laughs> so yeah, trying to get the camera going and plugged it into a computer because I figured I'd only ever be able to play the tape properly once, just to see what was on there. Wow! So it's a shot by shot recreation of a real film. Yeah, and it's as close to that as possible. Normally, I make work that has a kind of parallel narrative. Like if I have an idea of, like I often work with the idea of the genre film or something like that. So I sort of might make a work that has a much more conceptual narrative, but I build much more of an uh, imaginary world that is might be rooted in quite real things. Right. But so, for me, it was part of the opportunity of this project was to try and do something different, and it was to sort of try and work with the idea of the recreation, to deliberately try and also make a model that looked like it could be part of New Zealand. So what sort of effect then does that have for the viewer? I mean, I'm just asking myself as much as you, because maybe I... Maybe I see myself more in this, or I get to play more. Yeah, I guess that's definitely what I was trying to do, because particularly when you use the kind of materials I do, like those model-making materials look very kind of European. You know, like the foliage you're talking about, like those kind of flax bushes, that was my partner's idea. They're actually false eyelashes, because they're really rubbery, and they're on this really strong string. And so you can kind of stretch them out and temporarily kind of tack them down and paint them to look like foliage. And when you roll them up around a pin, they make plants that you can relocate because they all look very all that stuff looks very kind of English country garden you know if you use those model making supplies I'm kind of interested in the idea of using like ready made materials because those are all hobby shop textures you know those are all sheets of ABS that are preformed to have the right weatherboard and stuff like that right right yeah, I, I find it really interesting that you kind of almost make the private film a public thing by sort of the recreation of it yeah um, okay how long have you been making film for or, or oh, video prob- probably or for nearly 20 years right right so things would have changed a lot over that time in terms of an, an approach to making or, or, or not well I went to Victoria University and studied film in the early 90s and so I started making videos on VHS because that was the time when the Super 8 labs had closed down and yes. you know video was really uncool like you know video was this kind of really sort of almost abject amateur kind of format and so I I'd sort of started making these kind of really trashy puppet films so I had this idea of using um, ready made and reconfigured materials and from a political kind of angle that's where I started was with that um, I guess sort of critique of consumer culture Okay so that's been kind of consistent what has changed over that time? 
Um, I guess I've swung more between things that have been filmed in camera and things that have been really heavily treated in a computer, you know, using things like Photoshop and After Effects and making something that's much more cut and paste, more like a cartoon. Right, okay. Um, But mostly I've more been making models that I can shoot real time in in camera. Recently is what I've been more interested in. Okay. In terms of content, something that's been noticeable in recent years through the work I've seen through the circuit side has been... um quite directly political responses to things like the TPPA and yeah. weapons conferences and so forth. Has that been a, a change? Have you become more political or has it just shifted? I think um, my work's always been extremely political. The first film I ever made was to do with the uh, coming of the $2 shop and right. removal of tariffs, which allows you to you know have access to all that kind of cheap crap. So um, I think the thing is that as technology has changed and there's there are platforms like Facebook and um, it makes it a lot quicker to get work out there. I guess it's easier to respond to something quickly politically. But I also sit on those ideas for a while. Like um, with the weapons conference, I was kind of also conscious of the fact that I only hear about that stuff now through more mainstream media than I used to. You know, when I was younger, I used to be more in touch with, I don't know, like underground or anarchist media or whatever. But then I sort of sort of start to see those cycles of those things coming around you know I was aware that there was going, you know the weapons conference was coming up so some of it's good timing some of those things like the TPPA like a lot of those um, people have been talking about that stuff for a while now so I think sometimes when the idea's right sometimes it doesn't take that long to make those things and it's interesting that your work does feel primed for this whole social media world where people you know it's short but kind of respond and be, you know, is, in a sense is that your main audience now for your work? Well, it's, take, it's actually taken me quite a while to figure out how to use it and to find a way of trying to make the right kind of work for those sort of different environments and making something that maybe does just exist better on Facebook rather than somewhere else. Yeah. And the good thing about videos, you can make things that are flexible and sometimes I've found that through Circuit. I've made something for what I thought was a particular kind of show or a diff- certain kind of audience and it's been able to be screened in a festival even though it wasn't necessarily made for that originally. Right. And sometimes it's that transportability that I really like. Yeah, yeah. Well, this work would seem to respond, at least it's had general context in 2016 to the housing crisis. Was that something you were directly... Kind of yeah, I think it, it definitely was and also um, the site, the CBD site, was something that made me think that might be a good work to make for this. How much of this is, is it a work made for this site here at Mason's Lane? I'd say mostly it's an idea that I had sat on but didn't do anything about it until the opportunity for this work came around, so I was definitely making it with this space in mind. Well, thank you, Mike. Thanks for joining us on CircuitCast. Thanks, Mark and Mark. Uh, you've been with us. Thanks to Creative New Zealand. You can check more of us on circuit.org.nz and you can also find us on iTunes and SoundCloud where you can leave a rating, dear listeners. No doubt you'll be hearing some music from Talautalong. Kia ora.